Aaron Rodgers. Mm, the fractured pinky toe, RJ. I heard a lot of people freaking out. Well, if Rodgers can't go, what's going to happen with Jordan Love? He's on the COVID list. Uh, uh. <laughs> Like okay, I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers played uh, multiple games on his fractured pinky toe, and outside of that Seattle Seahawks game, which the Packers did win, has looked pretty damn good doing so. The second half against the Minnesota Vikings and the entire game against the L.A. Rams, I'm I'm gonna go on on a limb and say that coming off a bye week, Aaron Rodgers isn't gonna be less healthier than he would be uh, coming off a game week. Am, am I wrong in saying that, RJ? Now I know he did I, break his pinky toe yeah, think, when he was on the COVID list. I think you're you're okay in assuming that. And that means Kurt Ben Kurt, if if Jordan Love, who can be cleared by Saturday if he's asymptomatic of two negative tests, that means Kurt Ben Kurt, if Jordan Love can't go, will be the backup quarterback. Let's hope Kurt can put down his uh, his Xbox controller. Because he is a hell of a Halo player, and he streams a lot of video games. Put that Xbox, and he trolls a lot of Mike Florio. I don't know if you see Kirk Benkirk on Twitter. Uh, he Owning uh, over, Mike Florio. Uh, last week, decided to end it. Yeah, he said, yeah. Uh, end the beef, Twenty the beef RIP 2021 to 2021 <laughs> with Mike Florio, who's one of the most annoying big-time media members there is. Yeah, I mean. Someone has asked me if uh, Blake Bortles is going to come back. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so, unless there's like some dire situation where Kurt Benkert all of a sudden like has carpal tunnel in his thumbs. Yeah, he can only too much video he can games. Only have so only have so much greatness in a <laughs> in uh in one room. So Aaron Rodgers, uh, Matt Lafleur was asked about his progress uh, with the fractured pinky toe during the bye week. Here's more from the head coach. Take a listen. Well, I know he was you know getting treatment and doing everything he can to be. A hundred percent. I still think it's it's a process like anything, uh, and we'll see where he's at this week. You know, hopefully we can get him out there at practice. But if not, we've got a lot of confidence in just his ability to go out there and play at a high level. And we've seen that most recently the LA Rams game when uh, Aaron Rodgers was just surgical. There was Rodgers did. Now there was reports are that he was not going to have surgery and he's going to wait till the end of the year to do it. But then he was like him and Han. If I did have surgery, this is on the Pat McAfee show. That'd be a really quick one, but I, you know, still might miss some time. So Matt Lafleur was asked if uh, Rogers had made up his mind on surgery or not, or if he did have surgery during the bye week on his uh, fractured pinky toe. Here's more from the head coach. Not to my knowledge, I, I, but um, you know, I don't. I don't believe so. No. <laughs> Yeah. Lafleur's got to be like, yo, man, I am so sick and tired of talking about Aaron Rodgers and his medicals. Can we? Like, this is getting <laughs> so up. annoying to me. Just, 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 just shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's go to the phones quick. Uh, welcome to the show. Who do I got? I'm gonna move. It will kill me back to California. Goodbye, y'all. Right, okay, bye. Uh, notorious Big and Charlie down the middle Johnson. Going I'm going, back, going back, 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 back to Kelly, Kelly. Kelly. If it kills me. <laughs> Charlie, I hope you don't end up like uh, Biggie. We don't want you getting gunned down. Mm-mm. No, no. All right, so 608-321-6070, unless your name is Charlie. He's got to focus on moving back to Cali, or just, to Cali. Just hang up the phone, please. If it kills him. So I'm I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers is going to be just fine with that fractured pinky toe, and uh, he will be playing against the Bears. Speaking of uh, point favorites, right, we were talking about how Michigan was 7.5-point underdogs to Georgia, and Alabama is 13.5-point favorites over Cincinnati. The Green Bay Packers open up as their heaviest favorites of the year. 
12 and a half point favorites over the Chicago Bears. Uh, I want to talk. I got a topic coming up, RJ, about the ticket market for this. And um, it's it's very interesting to see if you subject, if people would subject themselves to sitting through a game uh, like is coming up on Sunday night at Lambeau Field. I've subjected myself to some bad games. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've subjected yourself to some bad games. Hell, you haven't missed a Wisconsin home game in how many years? Or you missed one in like the past one, like 30 years? One since 89. Which is ins- You've missed one game, RJ, since. I've been one years old, 1989. Yeah. I was one. You've missed one game. I was five. Man, that is a commitment right there <laughs> to the W. How about Giannis Dendekumbo? His birthday yesterday, RJ. Yeah. Giannis scores 27 points in 27 minutes as he turns 27 years old. I feel like that was planned. Yeah, I was like, does that did that happen on per- like Jim Carrey had a movie about that? What was that? The number 23, I do believe. Yeah. Uh, not the greatest of movies. No, it really. Giannis could start a reboot. The number twenty-seven, and, and it could number be twenty-seven. And then maybe he went and ate twenty-seven uh, nuggets from Chick Fil A afterwards. As when the Bucks won the NBA championship in fifty I years, he won fifty nuggets. Fifty piece. I need a fifty piece. Excuse not me. Fifty-one, not forty-nine. Fifty. <laughs> if I get anything else, I send it back. I send it back. <laughs> so yeah, the Milwaukee Bucks uh, currently, I think they're still the three seed. In the Eastern Conference, as how about Wesley Matthews coming back, man? Yeah, he obviously Madison. Were you same? What, did you go to high school with him? Were you in the same? We were not in the same grade, but yeah, uh, I think I was a senior when he was a freshman or sophomore. Yeah, that guy's a freaking baller, dude. Yeah, he's all right. His second stint with the Milwaukee <laughs> Bucks now, as uh, and they also Demarcus Cousins there as well because Brooke Lopez had back surgery out indefinitely. So Boogie Cousins is going to pick up some uh, meaningful minutes. It'll be nice. And Wesley Matthews, I think Dante DiVincenzo is going to be coming back. That injury for DiVincenzo, man, Jesus, that must have been a real bad one uh, after getting hurt last year. He's he's been out for quite some time. Yeah, you know, just just a little bit, just a little <laughs> bit. As the Bucks beat the Cavaliers last night, one twelve to one hundred four at the Pfizer. They're uh, let's see here. I think they have a little home stand. Let's go look. Nope, I'll take it back. They have a, a waste. They're going on the road. Go to the Heat tomorrow. Miami, 6.30, then the Rockets on Friday. So the Milwaukee Bucks are still th- third in the Eastern Conference, sitting at 16-9. and 9-4 uh, and four at home, 7-5 and five on the road, as the Bucks have won uh, nine out of their last ten. Beautiful. All right, speaking of beautiful, uh, Matt LaFleur is a beautiful man up there in the podium. Hello, that transition. Matt LaFleur <laughs> on the podium yesterday as the Green Bay Packers are uh, off their bye, getting back in action, uh, going to face the Chicago Bears for Sunday night football at Lambeau. It's going to be – it's not like today's really cold. It's not going to be that cold looking at the weather report. Now, it is at a night game, obviously, 720 kickoff. Uh, but today is a high of a – let's see here, 23, currently 9 degrees. Apparently, there's flurries in the forecast. Sunday, a high of 41, RJ, a low of Ooh, 21. Nice. All right. Well, so, I mean, I'll it's going to be 41. cold, don't get me wrong, but yeah. it's not going to be like your blaze orange or your camouflage will keep you yeah. warm, or your starter jacket. Right. Or it's going to keep you nice and warm. But, <laughs> oh, Dirty Dancing. Thank you, G-Dub, a fantastic montage in Dirty Dancing. Correct? Correcto mundo. But, RJ, uh, Matt LaFleur, we heard just a little bit ago talking about Aaron Rodgers and the fractured pinky toe. Uh, probably, according to Matt LaFleur, didn't have surgery and is <laughs> not going to be affecting any playing time. But when it comes to playing time, there's been uh, a lot of injuries for the Green Bay Packers. And yeah. we've been waiting on the likes of David Bakhtiari, who yep. tore his ACL 
the final day of 2020. And had a little bit of a setback. Yep. Then he had a scope, cleaned out his knee. So been waiting on Bakhtiari to come back, but, you know, we'll see. Jair Alexander, the, the shoulder injury, they got like 10 different opinions. I think the hope is that he'll be coming back because they haven't shut him down. And then Zadarius Smith, RJ, you and I broke it last week. Yeah. The breaking news. Then he called in. They, then Zadarius Smith did call in and said, oh, I'm yeah. back. Zadarius Smith had Instagrammed a photo of him smiling ear to ear saying, I'm thinking about that time. So Matt LaFleur, this is all happening in the bye week. Matt LaFleur <laughs> finally got to the podium and he was asked on the chances of Bakhtiari, Alexander, and Zadarius Smith coming back in time this week. Here's uh, the head coach. Potentially. Um, you know, certainly we hope so. Those guys, again, are doing everything in their power, but we'll see where we're at on Wednesday, and then we'll, obviously you guys will get updated then. Now, if LaFleur says this. Potentially. Uh, sounds like he's smiling, doesn't that, it? That did sound like a smile. Potentially. Sounds like he's, yeah. <laughs> he sounds a little giddy over it. He's like, potentially. LaFleur <laughs> <laughs> uh, also asked about Bakhtiari, Alexander, and Zedaria Smith. Uh, all you know need the same amount of time. Do they need the same amount of time to get back into football shape? Yeah, it's hard to put them all in the same box. I think everybody's you know they're they're all recovering from different things. So what's the box? Um, I what's trust box? that Flea and uh, our medical staff have a great plan for these guys in, in terms of trying to incorporate them back into practice, and then um, you know just the whole ready to play process for each individual. But it, I, I wouldn't say we'd lump them all into the same kind of category. Well, I would hope not. They're all different injuries. Did, did he say he trusts Flea? Yeah, that's their one of their trainers. The, oh, the guy that went out and like found Aaron the, Jones' the necklace? No, not from <laughs> Chili Peppers. It, he's. A, I wonder if he looks like him. I did look up a picture of Packers Flea. I gotta go look. But yeah, the Flea's the same guy that went and found uh, Aaron Jones' dad, the necklace with his dad's ashes oh, okay. in it. Yeah, well, he was like, like 2 in the morning scanning Lambeau Field. Uh, let's see, Brian Ingle is his name. I want to see if he looks like Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, I'd like to also know how he got his nickname then, if he doesn't look like Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <sighs> he does not, if this, yeah, that's a picture of him. He does not look like Flea. Maybe if he shaved his head and got a bunch of tattoos and, you know, did hard drugs for about 20 years, then maybe he'd look like Flea. <laughs> then he might. But, yeah, he does not look like Fleet. Nice head of hair on him, dude. He, oh, it's the... Dude! You, we've seen this guy. It's the guy with the... the Jeff, your roommate, with the same hairstyle. Got the slick, the blonde, the super oh, blonde hair wow. that's combed over, really yeah. slicked. That looks like the roommate, too. Yeah, that's like Jeff's spitting oh, image. Man, just with a beard. You should tell your roommate he's got his doppelganger. He's hanging on the sidelines at Lambeau Field. Who knew? Look at that. There's Flea. Definitely does not look like the Chili Peppers basis, by the way. No, nowhere near. No. So, uh, different boxes. <laughs> different what's in the box? Well, in one box, it can't be Zadarius Smith, Jair Alexander, and Bakhtiari, back, and Brad Pitt's back, wife's head. Back, shoulder, and knee. And, yeah, Brad Pitt's wife's head. What's in the box? in the box. No, it's none of those. You They're know. all in their own boxes. You know what's in the box. You know. <laughs> you know. They're all in their own boxes. Uh, and hopefully it's not what um, Justin Timberlake sings about either of what's in the box. Oh, yeah. Because that a, would be an alarming shock. It's your what? Box. It's your what in the box? But Jair Alexander... Uh, Matt, one. Cut <laughs> got a hole in, in the, the box. box. Um, uh, we were Step looking... Two. Put your... In the box. Step three. Open the box. box. I was looking for white elephant gifts. And I kid you not, there was a <clears throat> in the box. Yeah, but it was there was like a it was a like a sharpie was drawn to look like a hole, and then you open it up and it's a cookie. 
and the cookie is shaped like a uh, penis. All right, 608-321-1670. Yeah, that's the song. <laughs> no, <laughs> just the cookie's shaped like a... <laughs> oh, I was trying to church it up a little no, bit. I know, but... <laughs> I, that's the correct term. That's yeah, fine. No, F- it's fine. FCC can't get me for I, that. I just like it. <laughs> You're like... <laughs> that's the correct, it's the correct verbiage. Yeah. Uh, a unit. So Matt LaFleur was asked uh, about Jair Alexander and what it would mean to get this cornerback uh, back who... God, when's the last time he played? It's been... I don't even it's remember. It's been a long time. It's been a very long time. So here's before asking like, what it would mean for Jair to come back. Well, you can never have enough great players. and um, But our corners have done an outstanding job. I think, you know, a, a lot of credit goes to each individual, but certainly, uh, you know, Jerry and, and Ryan Downard and uh, Justin Hood do a great job with those guys and get them ready to play. But, um, yeah, definitely have been really excited about – Guys like Rasul Douglas, I think Stokes continues to get better yeah. each and every week. Right. You know, Kevin King, when he's healthy and he's been in there, I think he's done a, a really nice job. And, healthy, you know, he's healthy. another guy that we got to get back uh, into the fold. And I also think guys like at the nickel position, Sully's done a great job as well. So, RJ, the research department tapped you on the shoulder the last time Jair Alexander played was? Week four. Week four. And look how good this defense has been. Uh, obviously, it's Darius Smith. He played. Week one. Eight snaps week one. Before his back gave out on him. And so <laughs> Matt LaFleur asked about being eager for Bakhtiari, Alexander, Zedaria Smith. Potentially. Potentially. <laughs> well, these guys love the game. They love being with their teammates. They love competing. So I know that they're itching to get back as, as soon as possible. And we just want to make sure that, you know, there's, there's no – extra risk for an, a setback or whatnot. And, uh, you know, because obviously they're, they're an important part of this team. And if we can get these guys back, um, there's certainly no guarantees with that. But, uh, you know, we're hopeful that we can get each one of those guys back. Did you send them a note saying, will you play for me on Sunday? Yes, no, maybe. Check yes or no. <laughs> God, I, I had a song come up I wanted to play. Now I have another song I want to play. I don't know which one I want to do. Well, that's... I had a montage song, or when I want to play Check Yes or No, huh? old country jam. Huh? Huh? I'll Damn leave. it. That's up to you. Man. Oh, man. If I could only play both at the same time and make it sound good. I do good. not envy you for the this ultimate, decision. The ultimate mashup. <laughs> I already have one up. I'm, I'm going to go with what I already had up. All right, so yeah, Matt LaFleur sounded very confident. Um, kind of. Like, giddy a little bit. Yeah, you, Potentially. Could, you could hear the smile in his voice. So I, it sounds like the... And Zedaria Smith... He already Instagrammed a picture of him smiling ear to ear with his package jersey, saying it's about that back. time. Yeah, and he called in, called in last week. It's from I'm back. from and the then car, up. driving into Lambo, and then hung up. So well, I mean, you can't tell me it wasn't him. Prove us wrong. Big Ten play starts tomorrow for your Wisconsin Badgers. Their opponent, the Indiana Hoosiers, who are already one and zero in the Big Ten, as the Hoosiers had a sluggish start but did beat the Nebraska. Cornhuskers, 68-55 to 55 on Saturday. Ben, some accolades coming in hot. Wisconsin had a really good week last week. Uh, you had Brad Davison scoring his 27 against Georgia Tech. Dropped another 20 in his win against uh, their win against the Marquette on Saturday. Ba- Davison named the co-Big Ten Player of the Week. And then you have first-year guard Chucky Hepburn getting Big Ten Freshman of the Week honors. He set career highs in points, 15, assists, and uh, with six and uh, continue to have strong play on the defensive end with three steals. So, Big Ten play coming up here. Uh, we know that our guy, Johnny Davis, 
is uh, the the second straight week of the conference player of the week. We know he's the constant. Brad Davison is there with his veteran leadership. Badgers ranked what twenty two in the nation now, seven and one. Open up Big Ten play. The big question about the Badgers is what, in your opinion? I the biggest question, something we talked to Zach about yesterday, is what's the bench going to do? Because right now the starting unit has been pretty much dynamite throughout this season. Even in the lo- the one loss to Providence, Jonathan Davis didn't play, so yeah. you could kind of throw that out. But uh, Davis has been remarkable. Brad Davison has been pretty consistent. He obviously went off against Georgia Tech, but I I think Davis emerging and being that number one guy, it's allowing Brad Davison to find his shot and play Big in time. rhythm. And he's been more consistent than we've seen in his career, which has been huge. Tyler Wall has shown uh, flashes of being able to be a big-time offensive guy down the stretch of some games. But they don't really need him to score that much. They just need him on on the defensive end and maybe to give them a couple buckets. But Chucky Hepburn in pretty much perfect control whenever he has the ball. I said on Locked on Badgers last night, it'll come out today. It's he's one of those guys that he is always making the right decision with the basketball. Totally. And for a freshman, that's really impressive. Yeah, he and, plays so much more than like a what well, a true freshman would play like, you know. Oh, he is totally he's light years ahead. Totally under control. You could yeah. see the confidence. And Stephen Crowell had probably his best game of the year against Marquette on Saturday. That's my biggest question, Crowell. Well, that is a massive one. For me, I I or say the big all that. Boys. Yeah. Well, I say all that to say the bench is the biggest question for me. Because I, the starting unit is going to need to go to the bench at some point. And when you're playing a great Big Ten team, Indiana does qualify as a tough contest. They got a bunch of seniors, man. They got super seniors all over that roster. Yeah, and Trace Jackson Davis is going to give them fits. Yeah. But when the guys go to the bench, what is the bench unit able to do? Because against Georgia Tech, it kind of felt, and kind of Marquette, it kind of felt like they just had they weren't able to tread water. They weren't really able to just keep the lead or maintain where the Badgers are at for Davis to come back in. So Yeah, because that's the that's the bench you're talking about, right? The bench, you know, had you, you scratch your head a couple times when the bench was in. Yeah, Zach talked about Ben Carlson, ben Carlson. former four star. He's gonna need to step up. Lauren Bowman will. He's young. I like his I like him. I, I do, but yeah. he's young and, and you could see he needs some time to he had really... the year off last year because he had family issues, so he took it, you know, a year off to go. And obviously you got some catching up to do, but he can do it. Ben Carlson, I think, is the biggest question off of that bench. Yeah, he me. can do it. So I, it, it's a unit-wide thing to me. What are they able to do when the starters, which we know what they're going to give, when they go to the bench, is the bench unit able to tread water and keep this team in games against the great teams? They're going to beat some of the Big Ten teams, even if the bench struggles. But when they go to play a Purdue or a Michigan or even in Illinois and yeah. in Indiana, what is the bench able to do? So 608-321-1670, Twitter Zone Madison. How are you feeling about Big Ten play starting up here for your Wisconsin Badgers? So, Ben, I know when it comes to the style of basketball, the swing offense that the Badgers run, not a lot of people outside the state of Wisconsin care for the kind of slow it down pace. You, you make the extra pass, and then you hit the open shot. Uh, the Hoosiers... Uh, they have a little more possessions. They average seventy-five point one possessions per game. That's the twenty-sixth most in Division One. Wisconsin not as up tempo, obviously, hence the swing. Uh, they're averaging sixty-five point six possessions. That's three hundred fourteenth nationally. But what I like about Wisconsin is they have a very uncanny ability, and this goes to good coaching and the system and the players, to make other teams play their style of basketball where you slow it down. And I think to your point, when the bench was in against Marquette, uh, Wisconsin started to pick up the pace a little bit, uh, end of the first half, sort of the second half, and that's when Marquette started to get back into the game, when Wisconsin was getting away from what they do best, and that slow it down and work the points. And Wisconsin has always been able to 
and long before you moved to the state of Wisconsin, Ben, make other teams play their style of basketball. That's how the Badgers win tomorrow. Yeah, I well, even this year they have been able to play with pace. And, yeah, I, they can. They can more successfully than they have in the past. Yeah, part of that is just having a bucket getter and Jonathan Davis in the open court. He could go do anything. <laughs> he is so good. Uh, they are going to need to play that way, but Trace Jackson Davis is going to get them absolutely fit. So you mentioned it. Uh, the other big question is what are the what are the big men? Stephen Crow, Chris Vote, and I group Tyler Wall into that. What are they able to do defensively against the big men in the Big Ten? Because it's a conference that's loaded with great big men, and and that's the one area defensively that I don't have confidence in this team yet because I guarding guarding the guard position, Jonathan Davis and Chucky Hepburn have been unbelievable on defense this season. Even against Georgia Tech when DeVoe went off, Jonathan Davis was making him work for all the buckets when he was on him Definitely. one-on-one. So, yeah, what is Stephen Crowell and the other guys able to do against a Trace Jackson Davis on Wednesday? And furthermore, what what I'm really looking for when Indiana comes to town, what does Greg Gard do to try to mitigate what Jackson Davis can do on offense? He's a because if Crowell is unable to stop him, what does Gard do? Does he put Jonathan Davis on him? Does he send doubles? What coaching adjustments do we see throughout the game? Because that's going to show see us more minutes from vote. Well, yeah, he's a big boy, or just matchup wise, because yeah. that's going to show us throughout the year when other great big men play the Badgers. What kind of sure. he has in his bag so, of tricks to slow them speaking down? Speaking of big men, I know my biggest question mark is: Can Stephen Crowell, you know, bump and grind down low with the big guys of the Big Ten? Uh, Zach Halpern, a sports director, when he was on yesterday, talking about how Crowell has the best now analytics, whatever. Uh, some people get way too into it. Some people don't get into it at all. But Stephen Crowell had the best plus minus plus wise on the court when he's on there for the Badgers. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I'm thinking to myself. Like, are we really going to dive that deep into that? Give me the the eye test right now. He had some good moves, especially in the second half, early in the second half against Marquette in the paint. He was he was he was, he was doing it, and he can hit a couple threes once in a while. But I got to see it against Big Ten guys before I start, you know, being a huge believer. Yeah, I believe. Well, Zach said but it. I got to see it. Zach said it with a grain of salt, and yeah, yeah. No, I agree. It's it's not even close to the end all be all. Yeah, but he has he has been solid. He's also on the court mostly with those other starters, and True. that's when they've gone off. Yeah, uh, we'll do the Razors Edge some gambling uh, coming up quick, but first let's go to line one. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Major Anthony Nelson. All right, do you get a beer, Charlie? Oh, I got boredom. All right, go enjoy him. All right, there he is. Ben, I got an email from the person that made this survey. You, uh, how'd you did you find it on the on the interwebs or the World Wide Web? How'd you how'd you come to find this? Yeah, Twitter. Love Twitter. Just Twitter. It, the booziest NCAA football fans. They uh, surveyed NCAA football fans around the country to determine the booziest and the biggest drinkers. Now, no shock here. Wisconsin is in the top five. Uh, real quick though, number twenty-five, Texas A&M, twenty-four is Texas. I thought everything was bigger in Texas. So I'd imagine the the, the boozing is too, but I guess not as they're uh, down there on the list. Michigan, Big Ten flavor. Uh, let's see, Purdue is twenty-first, Michigan nineteenth, Penn State is thirteenth, Maryland twelfth. God, you'd have to drink a lot to watch Maryland football. Illinois is tenth. They have beer in their stadium. Uh, top ten: Illinois, Alabama's nine, North Carolina State is eighth, Kansas seventh. USC is sixth. Do you think that's they're celebrating because they got Lincoln Riley? Is that, is that why it, it went up? Uh, Virginia Tech is fifth. LSU is fourth. You ever been to New Orleans? Yeah, the Twice. Tiger, the Tiger District. I well, I I've been to uh, Death Valley. I saw a game there. Oh, with, with my friend. 
Yeah, I've been to I've been to Bourbon Street. I've been down there for the party scene. Pretty wild, man. Right, coming that's fourth LSU. Coming in at number three though, your Wisconsin Badgers are the third booziest NCAA football fans. Play. There used to be a magazine called Playboy Ben. I think they're all online now, and I don't even know if they flash a nip or not. But Playboy used to have the top party schools of the nation. Wisconsin would win that year after year. Year after year, they'd win Playboy's top party school of the nation. Wisconsin, third. Now, Ben, as a Wisconsin fan that I am and that you are, uh, this was actually your first year, I think, partying downtown on or on Regent Street, correct? Yeah. Now, I've been partying downtown on Regent Street for a long time. Well, when you finally got down to Regent Street, Ben, doesn't wasn't it pretty crazy the amount of partying and drinking that Wisconsin fans did? Yeah, it's, it's well, it's not like I didn't before. I just did it somewhere else. Yeah, uh, Minnesota is number two. They sell beer in their uh, stadium, and Nebraska, the Cornhuskers, are number one. And Nebraska with their first one score win of the year. Yeah, Nebraska four point five drinks per game. They spend on average twenty six point eighteen dollars. Is that per drink then? No, or per total. order. So, so, what do you mean total? Like, that's what they spend on four and a half. Oh, Look, on four and a half. Gotcha. So, let's do some analytics here. So, real quick Nebraska's four and a half, Minnesota's four, and Wisconsin is 3.9 drinks per game. Three, 3.9 drinks. Yeah, two hours before kickoff in the nine o'clock hour. What? All right, do, you doing some math? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to hit some this analytics. This is slander. Rotorate Live on Twitch said so this is slander. 3.9 drinks per game? What fans did you pull for this booziest NCAA football fans? I see dudes walking around with four drinks right. in their hands at a time. Tri- quadruple fisting. Well, this is the thing. I don't think in the survey they asked how large the drinks were. Like the big tall boys? Just or like in general. Giant mixies? Just surface vol- or liquid volume. Yeah, I don't know how you quantify that. But some analytics here. So USC is number six, three point six per game. Average money spent thirty two dollars ninety five cents on those three point six. Wisconsin three point nine per game, twenty three point oh two. Now you could look at that already, and you know maybe see the difference. That is at USC per drink nine dollars and ten cents. Meanwhile, at Wisconsin it is five point eight. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what... See, it gets pretty blurry for me. I'm trying to think of what I spend on, like, one drink. For me, personally. Beers are probably, like, six Se- bucks six, on game day. Seven, six or seven yeah. bucks. God, it's, it gets kind of blurry, folks. Ben, 3.9... Let's just round up to four. Four drinks per game is the average for a Wisconsin Badger fan? In what universe? I'm there at the Red Zone Madison. I see people... Like I just said, they got two drinks in one hand, two drinks in the other, little quadruple fisting. Mm. And that's and that's within the first half hour. Not even. I don't I, I would love to know about uh who's pulling these people. How many how many drinks how many drinks do you think like let's say you're out to party? How many drinks do you have do you think in a game? For a game? During the actual game we'll or say during this the is drinks per day. This is drinks per game. So from kickoff to yeah. final whistle. So in the three three and a half hours and fifteen minutes? Probably at least six. Yeah, four. No, average four. I bet you. I bet you. No, the shots count as a drink. One shot's a drink. Sure. I bet you I'm up to eight. Mm. Just, just, just on average Two for me. Quarter. Now it also depends what kind of game we're talking about. If if this is Wisconsin versus Army, and and the game is only two and a half hours, 
and the clock is just running the whole time and, you know, you kind of forget they're even playing a game, yeah. then that's, that's a little different than an old slugfest that's high score. Sure. Uh, a stressful game. <laughs> we got a couple. I see the phone lines blowing up. One second here. Our guy Cinderella Man says, this is BS. Twice at Badger Games, I drank so much, I almost crapped myself. This is BS. I saw a dude. Well, that doesn't sound fun. I saw a dude who wet himself. I took a picture. I should show you that picture. It was a couple of years ago. I don't know if I want to see it. Uh, in fact, uh, we had a a guy that I think he still does do, does some Uber on the side. He said every time I pick someone up from your tailgate, they're so drunk they don't even know where they are. I'm like, yeah, that's the power of our tailgate, man. Our guy Rotorate Live says Nebraska barely has bars open to bar time. I was there one year during the NCAA basketball championships, and they kept threatening to close the bar down at on three boys from Wisconsin. This is BS. Uh, let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Line one, who's this? What's up, boys? Hey, Polly. You're a drinker. Uh, hey, good morning it's, again. It's, it's got it's got to be it's got to be based on dollar amount. It has to be because no, it's not organized by dollar amount. The average drinks per game is three point nine for Wisconsin third, and the average spend is twenty three dollars and two cents. Who are they dollar amount's different. You go down who? to South Carolina, who are they pull- who's fifteenth. They have one of the they spend some of the most. Polly, who are they polling? I got an answer for you. Grant Bills. Great. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Seriously. Like, come to Wisconsin. Like. I, I, I don't know, man. I just it, that that I know they're number three, but Nebraska. I mean, I said it earlier this year when uh, Michigan beat Nebraska. If well, you had those Opie Taylor hair, haircuts like they got down there in Nebraska, you'd probably drink a lot too. And you got Scott Frost as your head coach, and you just lost. Uh, what the, what they go, Ben? They made history. Lost nine games and, by single digits. They went one and nine in conference, but their final score differential was zero. Because I would have they, to drink. Yeah, more. yeah. They, that's they won forty nine nothing, and they lost all the other games by combined forty nine. I did see uh, Adrian Martinez is going to the transfer portal too. Yeah, come on, I competition know. I don't know for if Wisconsin. I made the argument on this show, but I want Wisconsin to make a run at him. You briefly said it, um, Ben. I got to ask you. Mm. I put it on there, and nobody bid on it. What? You're from Philly, right? I am. Why don't you sound like Rocky? Because uh, well, because he has been punched in the head a million times, that, or at least or at least Paulie. <laughs> because those are made up accents from a movie. So they're not now, real. I don't people. understand if you brought up. Yeah, well, they're not real people. I don't no, know. I know, not, I know they're not real people, but like you would think, as a cinematographer, you'd want to make a <laughs> accurate portrayal. Well, they're of actors. A, it's called acting. Yeah, it, they were okay. Now, if you wanted to bring acting. Out, you know, a real South Philly accent, I'm not really from. I I don't really know, honestly. I did have it when I came here, and slowly He's got a little away. Wisconsin in him now, Pauline. Gotcha. Yeah, you the man, brother. Alright, take it easy, guys. See what, uh, line two, who's this? Terry from the north side. I, I did bend it, and I say I can feel the energy of Terry going to call in the day. Terry, what's up, brother? Anytime we're talking about my favorite. Now, what if you have three drinks at the same time, no e-ball? See, what if you got a Bloody Mary on your left hand? A chaser? You got a Miller on your right hand. A chaser and, and a shot. A radio fashion in the middle. Yeah, so or a shot, yeah. Drink, yeah. Three. How big are your hands? Well, they're mitts. They're, they're like Harambe's. They're huge. I certainly can palm the softball, I'll tell you that. But, uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. You know, hey, guys, seriously, though, are we talk- so how much money? Are- so are we talking what a... You know, like a little, the little old dime glasses from a hundred years ago. And maybe <laughs> Terry, you know, yeah, ten cents for a beer is about like like three ounces. Yeah, I mean, really, and because I tell you what, the last time I was to California, a beer cost me damn near a VA loan. <laughs> I know, dude. Like, I don't. I want to know who they're polling here. 
Yeah, I don't know. They must have maybe maybe they went to nursing homes. It's well, it's funny. The person who wrote this article actually emailed me yesterday, asked if I want to interview. Maybe I'll get them on to explain themselves. Yeah, but I appreciate that because when it comes to drinking, I think we definitely need to get all this stuff covered. Yeah, I agree, Terry. You know, so yeah. all right, sir. You guys have See a wonderful buddy. day. Hey, you take care. Go Cubs. <laughs> See you, Terry. Uh, line three. Who's this? Maytag man. What's up, Zach? What's going on? Hey, what, how many times have you heard of a fan base uh, drinking a state out of liquor? Uh, only Remember when we went ice. to Utah. We went to Utah. Yeah, and, and we, we drank the out. entire. We drank the entire state Hell, out RJ of liquor. Was, RJ was talking about when they went down to Orlando for a bowl game. They drink them all out of beer in their bar. The the uh, barbacks and the waiter waiters had to go to the liquor store to pick up more Miller Lite. There's no way, none whatsoever, that Wisconsin is not number one. I don't get it, dude. Like th- it doesn't make. Any sense I'm whatsoever. Get, I'll, unless, I'll, I'll reach out to unless, I'll reach out to the person who wrote this. So unless they're only doing college students. Because I'll tell you, you know, in, in Lincoln, Nebraska, I bet there are, yeah, in Lincoln, Nebraska, I bet they're not having as much, you know, the townies, as, as uh, you know, they're called. The townies aren't drinking as much, whereas here in Madison, they are. Mm. And, it, and it's not just the college students, it's the entire fan base. Well, I think when you're born in Wisconsin, you, when you come out the womb, there's a bottle of liquor in your hand, you know? Hey, when they cut the cord on me, they found an olive. My first <laughs> breath was a point two three. Come on! <laughs> My mom got a DWI when she gave birth to me. Come on, let's, let's go here. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Zach, you the man. Love you guys. We'll see you. See you, all right, so Ben, there you go. I'll reach out to this. They emailed me uh, yesterday, actually. I forget her name. I'll have to get her on and, and say, hey, how in the hell did you figure this out? Because we feel slighted. feels like this is BS. Uh, all right, Ben, uh, on the Wisconsin side of things, but sports not drinking for sporting events, our expectations for sporting events. I've said this a couple times, and I know what uh, you, you're talking about, Jim Pilzine article that was out, expectations for the Wisconsin Badger basketball team, Big Ten play starting up tomorrow. This is a young team. There is going to be ups and downs. You're going to have a, a couple spells where they might take some lumps. I've expected this from this team the entire time. Now are my are my expectations higher after the Maui Invitational, after beating Georgia Tech, after beating Marquette? Hell yeah, ranked 22 in the nation. Expectations of this Badgers team, though, I expect them now to be a NCAA tournament team. And I think before the season started, people were saying that wasn't going to be the case. Yeah, that's what the expectation should be right now. I, when you think about it, they don't really need to do that much more to get to the tournament except for handle their own business. Even if they lose a lot of the big-time games they have, they'll still make it because they already have impressive wins and a 7-1 and a seven and one record, big-time road win at Georgia Tech on their resume. Where, where the expectation thing is going to get weird is when they do face these great teams and they do lose because they're they're not going to win the Big Ten in the regular season. I think it's realistic yeah, to think they could go and finish fifth or fourth. Well, That's insane from where we came at the start of the year. They're not going to Purdue's going to win the Big Ten. So yeah, they really, I mean they're ranked number one in the nation. They're really good. Look at the schedule coming up. You got Indiana on Wednesday. You have Ohio State who right now is ranked twenty first in the nation. That's on Saturday, eleven o'clock game. Then you hit a little winter break, right? You got uh, Nickel State, Morgan State, and then Illinois State all at home. That's win win win. And then once you get back, you got number one Purdue. You're on the road. And then you welcome in Iowa. Then you got Maryland. Then you got Ohio State, Northwestern, Michigan State, Nebraska. It's it goes back and forth between hard and easy games. This schedule is not terrible, like with back to back with tough teams. It's not. 
But again, it's the Big Ten. This is a grind you up, switch you out kind of conference. So, you know, riding high, obviously, right now, and rightfully so. But if the Badgers hit a little skid and have a couple losses, especially to like a, a Purdue or a Michigan State or Ohio State, I don't think we should be freaking out. I still think this is a team that's going to make the NCAA tournament. The death taxes, three constants in life, Ben. Death taxes and Badgers finish fourth or better in the Big Ten. Is an expectation to be fourth or better in the Big Ten for the Badgers realistic? I would say fifth, but it, it's realistic. Yet, if they don't do it, this season is still a massive win. I think that's the whole point of wh- how we try to look at it. Because even if they struggle in Big Ten play, and their biggest weakness is what the conference is great at, that's defending the big man. So even if they struggle in conference play, end up finishing sixth or seventh, the season as a whole is still a massive win okay. because of how how we looked at the team going in, and now we know they are positioned well as the guys get older throughout their career to go win a Big Ten. You said something interesting. Fifth, sixth, somewhere in there you're saying finishing the Big Ten. Uh, let's see they squeak in the NCAA tournament, and it's a success. What if Johnny Davis leaves after this year? Then well, is this season a success? If you're if you're oh, not yeah, if is. you're not fourth or better in the Big Ten, if you're not winning the Big Ten, if you're not a higher seed in the NCAA tournament advancing, and you get bounced early and you don't you know have that great of a finish, if Johnny Davis leaves and goes to the NBA, is it really that much of a success? Yeah, it is. Because if you have a player like Jonathan Davis go to the NBA, what does that tell you the guys you try to recruit? That you could do it that you are a school that can send a guy like this to the NBA, have him be one of the best players in the Big Ten. I, whether he leaves to the NBA or not, it's not a situation where well, you know, it's really good for national championship or bust because you want to you know, take advantage of someone's great season. It's I, This is still a young team that's going to have growing pains. You know what's really good for recruiting? When you can hang a Final Four banner. I'm not even talking national championship. You just have final four appearance. I would argue right now having someone like Davis be a high draft pick in the league is as important. No, I mean, that's great to bring in more recruits, right? I mean, we've had we've had in-state guys not want to come here because they thought they were going to sit on the bench and not get their James Graham there. from Milwaukee went to Maryland, entered the transfer portal last week. Tyler Hero in the middle of the night saying, who was confirmed to come to Wisconsin, said, ah, no thanks, I'm going to go to Kentucky. Well, Graham entered the transfer portal last week. Yeah. So. Could be looking I at it. I it, it's interesting. It I just, is interesting. It should not be a situation like last year, where when they lost big games, you know, the sky the sky was falling in a way. But for this team, if if they fall flat, if they lose games, as long as they're still making improvements and getting better, the season's still a win. Hmm. Let's but, uh, put that in the future file. Think about that one. If we hit some hard times here in the season, what is a success or not? Well, you just always kind of go back and look at all your tendencies. Uh, There's a lot to learn in terms of, especially situationally, what you're doing well, things you need to work on, and then just some tendencies you need to break really in in every phase of it. So I told you nothing. Hopefully to tell us a lot of things. I'm like Matt LaFleur's nothing burger. Our guy Mike Clemens. Mike, since the Packers are off by, does that mean you're off by too? Uh, am I off by? No. I was. I, I, frankly, I never felt off by last week. <laughs> <laughs> you never stop working, Clemens. You're like the Terminator of Packer coverage. There was stuff. There was stuff to do. You know, talking about tendencies and self scout. And one day, if I get the right moment, or maybe a one on one with LaFleur. I want to ask him this, um, and I think he'll give me some kind of an answer. It's there was a great piece. This was like must have been ten years ago or more. 
They had Keyshawn Johnson, who was like the host on ESPN. I think it was a Sunday morning countdown show. And the producers have put together clips of a quarterback who he said, I'm going to show you what a tendency is, what a tell is. And this is what guys are looking for in film. And there's one NFL quarterback where you can tell almost 99% if it's going to be a run or a pass. Hmm. So they they start taking these clips, and they show you, say, okay, well, watch this. Now, if his right foot is back, it's a run. Then they play 10 plays, and by gosh, every time the guy puts his right foot back, he's handing it off. Huh. If his left foot goes back, it's a pass. And sure enough, his left foot is, is, is the first one back in his drop, and every time he sets his left foot back just a little bit before the snap, he's going into a drop, drop back seven for a pass. The quarterback was Carson Palmer when he was still with the Bengals. I mean, it was, it was ridiculous how obvious this was, and that's the question I'd like to ask some of these coaches. I mean, is it still that bad? Can you find a guy that's you know, telegraphing a play that easily? Um, Mike, it's like the movie Rounders when Teddy KGB at the poker table starts eating his Oreo. That's his tell. I don't know if you've seen the movie, but that's is, that yeah, that's is that it? Is, is that you know, is that a card movie where yeah. they're sitting around? And, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's stuff like that. Well, that's a good one. That's a good example, though. Is you know what people do to try and figure out what a guy's hand is when they're playing poker too. So. Yeah, when he has a good hand, he starts licking his Oreo. He starts to eat it. Yeah. Last week, I was thinking about I you know of all the stats that. Pro Football Focus does on the NFL. You know, one stat I'd kind of like to see is just how much COVID has affected games yeah. and seasons, you know, with guys missing, coaches, coaches missing games. You know, Mike McCarthy missing a game. Matt Nagy, your next opponent, had to miss a game. And just when you think, all right, maybe, maybe you know, this Packers team will be able to get through a bye week without someone testing positive, you got Jonathan Garvin back over the weekend, uh, their second or third string linebacker, and you're short at outside linebacker with Zadarius still out. And of all people, it's now Jordan Love who tests positive. And even though he's vaccinated, you know, the, the players come back from their bye, they have to go in through a testing station. Within about 15 minutes, they know right away if you've got a positive, they've got the, you know, the system down faster. It's the same one that we have to go through tomorrow morning for the media for the start of our work week and so um yeah he's tested positive now i think that we think that means he's going to be out for uh, five days it'd be longer like aaron Rodgers if he was unvaccinated now he told us you know when uh rogers uh, was out with covid and now he was going to have to play quarterback or start against the chiefs he came into the press mask into the into the press conference wearing a face mask and so we asked him, so, so now why are you wearing a face mask and, and are you vaccinated? Yes, why, why are you wearing a mask and are you vaccinated? Um, I'm wearing a mask right now because I am kind of in the protocol. So I've been wearing a mask all week. Like I said, being a close contact. Uh, but no, I, I usually don't have to mask up because I'm vaccinated. So. Interesting. So yeah, Love's got it. He's got the Rona, but could be back as early as Saturday, I do believe, yes? Yeah, and, you know, Rodgers is still going to, you know, swears, hey, I will be there Sunday night. I will be there to play against the Bears. But, um, yeah, the, again, what is such a setback for Jordan Love is last year he was the third-string quarterback behind Tim Boyle. Mm-hmm. This year he gets all the snaps 
during many camps and OTAs, except, you know, Devontae Adams was there, but just watching, not going out for passes for the guy. Lazard uh, sometimes was there. You know, MVS only showed up to the mandatory stuff, not so much the voluntary. In other words, the first-ring guys weren't weren't there for him. Yeah. Then you get into this season, and, you know, this is just the way it is in the NFL for whatever reason. You know, they, these guys are sore. You want them to run. You want the players that are actually going to be in the game run through the plays that you're actually going to call, and you may need to rep it two or three times. So there isn't time to let the kid, you know, get 20 or 30 snaps with the first string or even second string offense. And they get all they get is this scout team stuff where they're, you know, he's going to he's supposed to be running the Bears uh, defense. That'll be interesting. They got to bring in somebody today to run scout team. I think for them to get through this week, because I don't think Rodgers will be out there. Mm-hmm. Rodgers hasn't practiced in now almost a month. So when we asked Jordan Love, you know, is it any better this year that Tim Boyle's out of the way, that, you know, are you getting more stats with the first-team offense? Yeah, I mean, I'm getting I'm getting more scout team reps than last year. Uh, but for this, it's, 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 it's the same. I'm only getting scout team reps. Uh, Aaron takes all the team reps. So for me, it's just trying to get your mind right in that scout team, which is a lot different because, you know, you're not running our plays. Uh, some are similar, but a lot of times you're looking at the card, go run the play. So um, it's a lot different than getting back to running our plays. So uh, obviously getting this weekend um, of practice has been good. What an interesting first two years for a high draft pick that is Jordan Love, right? Well, you know, yeah, he doesn't get any preseason games his rookie year because they're wiped out by COVID. Yeah. He got injured during camp here. I mean, there's just such a limited amount of snaps of live football that this guy has got, you know, a year and a half, almost two years into the NFL. So uh, other, also, like I mentioned the, with the COVID situation, you got um, uh, Jonathan Garvin back, who's a good outside linebacker, and they need him on special teams. But then the other one is last week during the bye week, Devondre Campbell, you know, your stud at inside linebacker wearing the radio helmet, calling the signals, he tested positive, and that is continuing, I guess, through this week. So we asked LaFleur last night about the, you know, the status of Devondre Campbell. Yeah, Dre, Dre's doing well. Um, we're hopeful that we can get him back in this building, and you know, we'll see where he's at when, when he can come back in on Friday, and um, provided you know he's asymptomatic and which I believe he is. So, um, you know, he's just, he's doing, again, everything he can at, at, you know, at home to, to be at his best. And we'll make sure that we incorporate in him throughout our game plan meetings uh, through Zoom, and he'll be a big part of it. Yeah, doing his best at home. Rumor is he's watching a lot of the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Getting all his <laughs> medical information. Yeah. So, um, did you see these, Pictures of Aaron Rodgers going to this clinic in L.A. over the weekend. I, I, I saw him this morning when I saw you post about him, Mike. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe that because I've got a friend who works at Entertainment Tonight who texted me, I think it was Saturday morning, your boy is in L.A. I go, my boy, what? <laughs> and so I call him and he goes, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, uh, TMZ's got something on it. Keep an eye on them, okay? And then, you know, they TMZ does sports stuff. Yeah. And so they're sitting in a parking lot across the street from this guy's clinic. Now, this is a renowned doctor. He's taking care of Tiger Woods and, you know, Tom Brady. Basically, you know, it's like the L.A. version. But the, 
allegedly the, the best foot and ankle surgeon in the country, huh. particularly for athletes, is now in Green Bay. This Dr. Robert Andrews, remember he used to read on pro football yeah. uh, focus that, uh, or on uh, you know, talk that all these players were having to fly down to Alabama to have their foot, their Liz Frank injury looked at or whatever. Well, Bell and Health and the Packers lured this guy to Green Bay a couple years ago. So now there he is right across the street from Lambeau. I assume that Rodgers checked in with him first late last week. But, you know, he went home, probably took the private jet. And so TMZ has got photos of Aaron getting out of his car, the doctor standing there waiting from the parking lot wearing his white lab coat, and then say, come on in, you know, and they walk into the clinic and you see Aaron put on his face mask. So, so we, and he spent two and a half hours there, according to the reporters, the paparazzi from TMZ. So LaFleur was asked if Aaron Rodgers was able to make any progress with that fractured, fractured pinky toe last week while he was in Green Bay. Well, I know he was, you know, getting treatment and doing everything he can to be 100%. I still think it's, it's a process like anything. Uh, and we'll see where he's at this week. You know, hopefully we can get him out there at practice. But if not, we've got a lot of confidence in just his ability to go out there and play at a high level. I'm I'm glad that Rodgers, I think he's going to be healthier coming off a of bye week than he would after coming off a of game week, right? I, I'm curious, though, how much those TMZ guys make to sit in a car to take pictures, blurry pictures, like it's a Sasquatch photo of a doctor and Rodgers. I want to know how much <laughs> they make for that. Probably too much. Yeah, probably too much. Yeah. Probably too much. I, I want to know how they found out. Yeah. I, you know, I, to me, I'm thinking the doctor or somebody at that clinic Tip them off. Like Rex Ryan could be as their like uh, you know their secretary or something. And Rex Ryan because he loves feet. Maybe he's there tipping people off for a little cheddar. Did you hear Rogers made that joke? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Rogers got some comedy. He's got when some he comedy. pulled up his bare foot during the Packers press conference. <laughs> Didn't Billy Turner Bay? pull his foot up too? Huh? Didn't Billy Turner show his yes, feet he up did. too? Yeah. He did. As a matter of fact, yeah, he said he joked that you know maybe Rex Ryan will get a <laughs> kick out of this. From that YouTube video of him and his wife. Mm. Oh, I don't want to go there. It's, yeah, uh, I'm just glad, I'm glad we're not feet guys, Mike. You know, I, I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent on the feet. Yeah. yeah. So uh, then the next question for Lafleur last night is: Okay, hey, it's the bye week now. All right, we've been talking about the bye week for months. That maybe that's the benchmark when you get back your left tackle, David Bakhtiari from the ACL, Jair Alexander with the shoulder injury, Zadarius Smith with the back surgery. What's the status of those three? Potentially, um, you know, certainly we hope so. Those guys, again, are doing everything in their power, but we'll see where we're at on Wednesday, and then we'll, obviously you guys will get updated then. I could hear the smile in his voice when he said potentially, Mike. I feel, I feel like it's a good thing. And Zadarius uh, on Instagram said, I'm thinking it's that time, a picture of him in his uniform smiling ear to ear. I feel like they're coming back. Yeah, and I got, you know, again, this is one of these Green Bay rumors because they spread like wildfire in that town. But Spread like athlete's foot. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll tell you my Randy Moss story someday. But anyway, <laughs> uh, there were some people that said that they were at a function and Zadarius was there, and it's just in casual conversation. You know, they're, they're obviously fans. Like, so how are you? How, you know, how you feeling? You, you know, you think you're going to be able to get back yet this year? Oh, yeah, definitely. Ooh. Definitely. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. You know, like it was, you know, so that's, but again, that's one of those legendary Green Bay rumors going around. Yeah. We'll see. Um, LaFleur did have some pretty good insight when he was asked about this Rasul Douglas, who they signed off the Cardinals practice squad, has played so well for them, come up with two of the biggest plays of the year with those picks, you know, in clutch moments. 
And so LaFleur was asked, just how competitive is Rasul Douglas on this team? First of all, you guys got to see how these DBs compete in the meeting room. It's, it's uh, quite an environment, especially on Saturdays. They have a, 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 a quiz competition that they do between the corners and the safeties. And uh, Jerry's created quite an environment there where it gets pretty animated. So um, that's one example. But just how he competes down and down and down out, how he challenges receivers, he, he, there's very rarely is there a lot of cushion between him and whoever he's guarding. Uh, I think he just, he he is always right there in position to make a play on the ball. And so um, I, I don't think that, I, I personally think that is something that from an offensive perspective, when anytime you're getting challenged and you're not getting those freebies, so to speak, it does. It makes your life much more difficult. And he is a resilient guy because it doesn't matter if you know every corner in this league is going to get beat from time to time. But he's so resilient in the fact that he doesn't change who he is and how he competes and how he challenges. And that that's what I admire most about this guy is just his ability. He is so even keel. Um, he plays with a with an edge. He plays with some toughness, and you can see that and his ability to come up and make tackles and, like I said, compete for the ball in the air and, and make pass breakups. And um, he's made multiple big plays for us and just has been a, a great um, midseason pickup for us. Yeah, he has been great. I think you got to be resilient too, Mike, when you go from the Raiders, the Texans, the Cardinals, and then the Packers all in one football, half of a football season, not even. Right. And then you look at the Bears. and <laughs> Not resilient. No, and, you know, <laughs> First of all, when I sit through these press conferences, you know, Matt Nagy could still not be more cordial. I mean, really, you know, if you're in the room with the guy, you would know that he, that people think he's on the hot seat. <laughs> but just according to the record, I mean, he's 16 and 16 over the last, you know, two seasons. But man, there's a there's a column this morning in the Sun Times just ripping him, <laughs> old-fashioned uh-huh. Chicago sports writer ripping from Jason Leisner. And the headline, everything has gone as expected for the 4-8 Bears. The formula of a cast-off quarterback, plus a shaky offensive line, plus a coach who can't get his own offense working, plus an eroded defense with glaring holes in the secondary equals a bad team. And this guy points <laughs> out that, you know, Matt Nagy's an offensive coach. He has gone through Mitch Trubisky, Chase Daniel, Nick Foles, Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, he was all in on those decisions, all there for that stuff. How many more clicks, you know, does this guy get? And then you got, you know, an aging defense now. Akeem Hicks has not played because of a bad ankle since November 8th. They don't know if he's going to be able to rally for this one. He has, he's, he's tried to pull it together. He played with a groin injury that last game in Chicago against the Packers a couple of years ago. It was with a dislocated uh, elbow, I think, and he still made it for the Packers game to get up for that. So this is uh, – I watched that game so that you didn't have to on Sunday. <laughs> I watched some of it, too. It's just bad. You know, with that, you know, 35, 40-mile-an-hour wind and the snow blowing around and the bags over that lady's head <laughs> in, the, in the north end zone that they took the picture of. It's the best way to watch that game when there's a bag over your head. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. Um, and, you know, they come out and they're running the football, and they're, they've, they've dominated the time of possession. David Montgomery is running his tail off, 
and they've got an average defensive line, but they're trying to beat up these Arizona Cardinals in the cold weather, in the Chicago Bear weather, and it's working. And then Andy Dalton throws not one, not two, but four picks. Two of the balls that he gets picked off is from defensive linemen getting their hand up in the air. It's amazing how Aaron Rodgers can get that ball through Aaron Donald's hands for a first on Devontae, but Andy Dalton at 34 years old, you know, still can't figure it out. I mean, the Bengals messed around with that guy for 10 years. So the Matt Nagy can't even get his headphones to work for the second game in a row, and he talked about the loss to the Cardinals. Uh, I think big picture when you look at this game, uh, obviously stating the obvious is the, um, the turnovers, you know, having the, the four, four interceptions, um, the short fields, giving them the ball at the 28 to 15, the, the 12 and the 28 coming away with, they came away with three touchdowns and a field goal from that. In the end, that's what it comes down to is, is those turnovers, the, the momentum and the, the, uh, the short fields for them against that offense and, and that team. It's, it's hard to overcome. And late in the game, we saw you had a walkie-talkie. Yeah. Uh, looked like you were talking to Andy directly. I was. So our, our headsets went out uh, for basically the whole second half. Um, so when we were backed up, I'm trying. It's like high school out there trying to yell the plays that you're getting from up top. Uh, we started doing that before we had the walkie-talkie. So when Bill's giving me the play, I got to yell it down to, to Andy and make sure he gets it. And uh, and then a couple series later, I, we got the walkie-talkie, which is clear for Andy. So I'm basically the conduit to to uh, to Andy and Bill. And so that's that's what we did. So basically, you could talk to Bill through your headset, but yeah. Andy had no communication with Bill. That's what you're saying. Correct. Yeah, so I obviously have all the coaches online up in the upstairs. They they can talk to me. Bill Andy couldn't hear Bill. So Bill was calling to play. I was giving I had to walkie talkie. So Bill was saying to play to me and I was relaying it into to Andy. So there's a whole little deal that goes on there in those moments. You know, that's what the walkie-talkie saved us because otherwise you're you're yelling plays like high school. Mike, I just looked at Chicago Sun Times Twitter account. It's right here, 40 minutes ago. Okay, now I've heard it all is the title of the uh, article, and the tweet says, "Why don't the Bears, a pro football team Forbes recently valued at 4.075 billion dollars, have somebody who can guarantee their technology works on game day?" At home. <laughs> At home, Ebo. At home. I have a feeling that when the game is over Sunday night, Matt Nagy's going to lean over to the floor and say, "Hey, man, you, you got any openings next year? <laughs> get me help. Get me the hell out of here, please, man. Please help me." 